0: But I made soul seeking, soul searching my number one priority. Looked in every nook and cranny, sat with every freaking emotion, and there was a lot of emotions, <laughs> and um, worked my way through. And it took about six years. And in reflecting on those six years, I realized that if I knew what I was doing, <laughs> Uh, at that time, that uh, the process could be distilled into six weeks.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Witchy Wellness Radio. This is a show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way. They're actually leading the way. And we're talking about how to be free today. You know, we want to have a checklist for everything in life, family, check, Career check, social life check. But what about that personal fulfillment? That's who we're talking to today. We're talking with Shireen Edison. She is an entrepreneur, seasoned media executive, and transformational speaker. She's produced films and original television series and specials, and created several companies and led campaigns for some of the world's most recognized companies, to name a few, ABC, CBS, Discovery, BBC, and the list goes on. Today, Shireen guides seekers in her six-week program, Free to Be, to disconnect from their human being to their human doing, from their human, to disconnect their human being from their human doing, to find their true and lasting fulfillment. She lives in Marin County with California with her wife and two children. Welcome to the show today, Shireen. I'm so happy to have you.
0: Thank you so much for having me
1: so beautiful we're talking off air because you have such a huge I had to cut your bio in half by the way because of all the beautiful juiciness that is in your film and producing career if you guys want to read more and I'm sure we'll jump into it in in a few minutes but just the the amount of stories of, of interacting with people and Francis Coppola oh my gosh like I was just I know you don't get starstruck but that was such a cool story and it's like how do we in those moments when we're called to step up into our big self, right? Who do we want to be in those moments? And I know that's part of who you are. You've, you have checked all the boxes and then some in your personal and professional life. But I want to hear the story that led you to write this book and this system that you help people with um, to, you know, really work on their spiritual wellness or their health and make that a forefront of their priority? Yeah, Um,
0: so I, um, yes, I checked off a lot of boxes. (laughs) Um, And I think like most people, um, we are conditioned to do that, right? Like that is how we are raised at least in the West, but I think also in the East now. (laughs) So it's pretty fairly global in that, you know, you or you learn at a very, very early age to, you know, play by the rules and what you can do and what you can't do. And then, you know, you go after the education and then the, the diplomas and the awards and then, um you know, the the jobs and then the positions and then the homes and the cars and the whatever it is, you know, so check, 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 check. And um I that I was living the dream Um, and uh, I was with my then partner um, for 13 years. Um, We had uh, adopted two gorgeous children from Guatemala and Ethiopia um, and they're now 17 and 15. Um, uh, But we had everything. I mean, we... (laughs) I really, I can't think of i mean it not just in material wealth but also the community and friends and and all of that and we went through a we broke up at the end of twenty thirteen and it sent me into this real like pit of darkness an abyss of nothingness and I could not understand why because I'd been through breakups before and heartbreaks, but this one was, it had, it flattened me and I couldn't understand why, like, and and I decided to really find out. I wanted to like, this was not how my story was going to end. And it was really confusing for me, too, because it did not feel like it was just a matter matter of a broken heart, like everything was broken. But then, like, why? Like, I wasn't, like, an alcoholic. I wasn't homeless. I was, you know, all these things that you think that define people who are possibly broken, you know, or have an issue or something. I wasn't any of those. And I was dead inside. And I decided to look at why, like this. And what I realized is that I was living a soulless life. And, um, I now having done the work that I do can see how the world is living a a soulless life, not, not everyone within it. Cause I think that there are people who are, um, soul seekers and it's usually people who reach a intersection or a juncture as I have and as I did and decide to do something about it. So um, I spent six years excavating and I don't know who instilled the thought that spiritual work spirituality is easy or woo woo or any of that cuz i'm telling you it was dark it was hard it was confusing um i now call it bobbing for spiritual apples cuz i had no idea what i was doing and and mind you i dabbled in in self transformation work prior to that And I still had no idea what to do. So I went out on a major quest. And mind you, I'm still doing all the things that you mentioned in my bio and raising two kids. But I made soul-seeking, soul-searching my number one priority. Looked in every nook and cranny, sat with every freaking emotion, and there was a lot of emotions (laughs) And um, worked my way through, and it took about six years. And in reflecting on those six years, I realized that if I knew what I was doing uh, at that time, that uh, it, the process could be distilled into six weeks. So I wrote the book that I wish I had when I was at that cross crossroads.
1: And that's why I love hearing people's story first off the bat on the show because there's we're always on the transformational hero's journey heroine's journey but to hear that those the darkest moments those dark nights of the soul are really you know that pivot point in the story to get you to look at things differently you would have never probably changed if everything stayed the same and the relationship the career you know
0: Yeah, I don't know one person. I don't know one person that went from cushy, cushy living to having like a major epiphany. It's I I always say that I do my best work on my knees. And I think others do too, because we're just like, oops, that didn't work. (laughs) You know, whatever it was that we're involved in, right? And and it's really humbling and it's grounding and it opens you up. Okay, now what? So I I, I was in a lot of now what for, for six years, which I think is if it wasn't as painful as it was, <laughs> I would say that you know I, I would do it all over again. And I probably I, I would do it. I think I would do it different in many ways, but um I seriously profound incredible when you put yourself out there and you're not willing to compromise like i'm just and 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 why compromise like what what's 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 the other side you know like what at that point it was like what do i have to lose like i'm just and i I wanted to find the truth for myself and then i realized that that truth is universal
1: oh yep and it's interesting i'm thinking yeah my journey was about the same time about 2012 ish is when everything kind of hit the fan um and probably about 2013 is when i started to really all right well uh what do we want to do here it's got to be better than this and it's just like that's one of the reasons why I started the show's tagline is your body and emotions aren't in the way; they're leading the way. It's because those dark moments, where you think your body is sabotaging you or your emotions. I had horrible anxiety and depression. I was like, "What is up with me?" I just graduated from college, had a career and a high-paying job. The, the literally in the middle of my college graduation, I had my first panic attack. Barely, I made it across the stage. I don't know how I did. But it was like, my, my soul was like, nope, you just created a life that's not you. That, you know, you crossed everything up. You were the good girl the whole way up until this point in your life. Because your whole life was prepared for this moment of getting the, you know, getting the good grades to get into the good college, to get the degree, to get the job. Well, you're here. Now what? Like you said, and now what? And I did not, I had zero idea, <laughs> zero idea. And it doesn't matter if you're just starting out in the middle of your, your professional life, or, you know, accomplished person, like, I felt like I was just like, okay, I'm this like having my quarter life crisis here, not even a midlife crisis, like what? (laughs) I was like, no one else is thinking this. What's up with me? And it really takes those moments to kind of shake us up a little bit. Because we, you know, at least for me, I was suppressing a lot of emotions and learning to actually start to feel those emotions and all those thoughts that I didn't really deal with instead of, even when I started my journey, spiritual bypassing. So I wanted to dive into that because sometimes it's convenient to do that, even when you know the right words and stuff with spirituality and this whole woo and law of attraction. I would love to hear your take on spiritual bypassing and maybe some examples that we can relate to.
0: Well, there's, quite a few examples and i i mean kudos to you for like really jumping off that train um at a earlier age i i think that it really didn't hit me till it hit me and what i what i've come to realize and i get to the spiritual bypassing is that i feel that globally we are missing the essential conversations that we need to have you know like i i my my kids spend so much time learning about like mesopotamia you know which is fantastic great you know but then they they don't know how to deal with their emotions you know emotions on one side and frankly taxes and mortgages on the other side like life you know uh, like we're just not prepared and uh and there's there's a for most of us i think that there is a deadening that happens with people who don't have that wake-up call that is just this this gradual deafening deadening that happens um and then life is over and it's too late and blah 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 um, you know, or you have the aha moment and you're just like, um, no, <laughs> yeah, whatever that no, I'm not doing it this way. And a part of that, like a part of that excavating so much of it is in the unlearning of it and the unlearning of things that you just, you know, acquired because that's the way it is like, no, 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 nope. So yes, a lot to unpack there um spiritual bypassing um spiritual bypassing and i think that's why there is the need for a um redefining um a new definition of spirituality as either you call it practical spirituality or spiritual wellness spiritual health because when you do the work, and you talk. You've you've done the work. Like there is nothing that is, ohm, and I mean the result can uh, produce a lot of zen and peace within our lives, but the process itself is super sloppy and challenging and hard. So it's actually an act of courage to be spiritual like you are a, it's like a spiritual warrior you know you meet the world with with all that is you and and you walk that path right spiritual bypassing is the opposite of that it's the the hiding and there are so many different ways of doing that one of my ways of spiritual bypassing was what i call spiritual window shopping it was sort of like wearing Tibetan jewelry, um, going to a retreat, um, doing yoga, drinking pressed juices, namasteing and um, oming, and thinking I'm spiritualing, you know, and all that is really great, you know. And and for that period of time when I was doing it, I'd feel great, and then like the next hour or next day, I'd be like, you know, and um, so I realized that is not the work of soul searching, the true um, work of the spirit, that's just visiting it. Um, Another spiritual bypassing, which is really common, is following a guru blindly. You know, anyone who is of that level of thought leadership, would be the first person to say, I am not your guru. (laughs) You know, do not, anybody who calls themselves a guru, you should run the other way because what you're doing is giving your life over to someone to deal with, you know? And and for a period of time, um, that might be something that especially if you're, and we're all kind of control freaks, so that type of surrendering for a little while or with certain parameters, I think is, is actually great to do. Um, and I think that there are a lot of spiritual leaders out there that are on a very different wavelength and there's much to learn. Um, but that does not mean that you listen to one and, you know, they tell you to jump off a cliff and, and you do so, so to speak um uh other forms of um you know we uh toxic positivity you know is like this life is really hard this life is challenging to be in this world is challenging it just is it it is for everyone at different levels so to be like you know whatever the selfies and the hashtags living my best life and um uh, you know, um, silver linings, and you know when when people come to you, and someone comes to you, and I had this when I was going through my divorce. Like I would be literally on my knees, bawling, and I would have friends who'd be like, "Oh, you know, just give it like six months, and you'll you'll be good," and I'm like. there's so many different ways that people will minimize your experience and try to get it on with, you know, let go. You know, like that's another one. Like, oh, my God, you know, let go and move on. My friends and family learned very early on that they cannot tell me either one. Like if I need to grieve for the next 20 years, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be grieving. Because my soul is saying I need to do something and I'm going to listen to it, not you. So um, and, in, you know, in this, especially the Western culture, give us three quick tips. You know, it, it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> um, so and I know those are the ones that bubble to the top. But there are so many different ways of uh, spiritual bypassing. And if you do that enough, you end up getting into a spiritual coma of sorts, you know? I mean, there are spiritual thought leaders that I know that are so out of touch with how the world now functions because they've made a substantial amount of money. Everything that they say and do is highly applauded. And it's like, you know, I I love um, Jack Cornfield. He's one of my, like, I, I so adore that man. Um, And he takes the bus, you know, Um, and he like public transport is his thing. And it's one way of him just being in the world, you know, like it's not so. So I think that's really important as well. And there's many, many others. So just really important. Like if you're an electrical engineer, be an electrical engineer. You don't need to go and, you know live in an ashram in order to find enlightenment it's right here right here right now
1: yep amen to all of that and I think for me hearing what you beautifully described those examples it just comes down to being real like being yourself feeling how you feel that's just that's that's really it and of course I had a coaching call before this and that was what we talked about my client was like can you be real with yourself with what's coming up? Can you be real with your partner and with life? And instead of, you know, walking on eggshells, everything's fine. You know, it all works out. And like, yes, I love the Abraham. <laughs> it's I love it's fine. Anybody everything's fine. It's, fine. it's
0: it's like fine. You're so not fine.
1: <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. And the higher you say it's fine in your pitch, That's the right. less fine you are. Great. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like, and I, and I think that being who you are is such an act of courage. You know, it's an act of rebellion. It's a way of just being like, you know, and frankly, if everything was just rosy in the world, then we'd be like, oh, you know what? We're going to take the cue from you because you're doing it really well. And I want more of that, you know, but World being as it is, it's like, hmm, okay, well, we've tried this for thousands of years now. Maybe there's a different way of being. Maybe there's a different way of having a dialogue, you know? Maybe there's a different way of
1: connecting,
0: just perhaps, you know? Like the conversations said in different languages in all different ways coming from the same mindset mm, is not going so well so just yeah. maybe
1: just maybe and yeah you know, just to put that in your in your conscious mind subconscious mind of just i like to call those wonder questions i think i oh. got that from oh was it gay hendrix the um, the big leap he okay. yeah it was in one of his books and he said ask yourself wonder questions, which is something like that. Like, Hmm, I wonder what it w- what, what could it be like? Or, you know, even just with creative work or, or connection, just opening yourself up to the possibility of something different. You don't need to know the answer, but allowing your mind to open up to be able to receive something differently than, than what you're so like narrow focused on and so programmed to connect in this way and to, Respond that way and say it's fine when it's really not fine <laughs> and everything <Yeah>. like that.
0: <laughs> Relke has the same, Relke has a quote that says, live the questions. So it's, yeah, it's like a question mark with a cake. Wonder question. I love uh, it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I love it too. So I wanted to kind of dive into like the meat and potatoes or the key potatoes, depending on what you eat of like your book and your program. So I know it took you six years to go through this and you distilled it to six weeks, which, you know, has a nice ring to it. And I know you, you said earlier, like three steps to do this. And I know you're not about the gimmicks. So I want to hear the realness of how you distilled all this wisdom down to these six different weeks or these six sections. And, you know, how did you come to this process?
0: Yeah, so great question. And I want to also make it clear that the thought isn't that you have these six weeks and you're done and you've arrived because there is no arrival. There just isn't. I mean, it's just, it's a continued evolution. So it isn't at the end of six weeks, it's just going to be rainbows and butterflies and everything is going to be perfect. What it does create is a really rich life that is so full of soul that you become unbreakable. And I really mean that. Um, And and there are, I mean, if I I could just tell you in the last six months while we've been in like a media blitz with uh, a book launch, the amount of challenges that have come my way, you know, it just does not end. And, and massive life challenges, not just work challenges or whatever. So um, that will always be the case. It, again, it's this life, it is this world that we are in. This is what we are stuck with. So, and there are many different ways of meeting the world. And it is always an evolution. So it isn't 6 weeks and you are done. It's 6 weeks and you're really primed. I should say that. So um I there's many reasons why I intentionally structured the the book the way it is. So uh one of them is that it's in two parts. The first part of it is all about excavating and I'll I can quickly talk about that in order to find our soul, we have to excavate because there's so many things standing in the way. You know, people are like, oh, look within. Most people close their eyes, look within. What do you see? Nothing, schmutz, crap, you know? So it, it isn't like, it, it's interesting to me because people are like, yeah, you know, follow your heart, which I think is a total misnomer. And I could talk about that as well. But, you know, like they just throw these things out And it's like, how, how, how do you do it? So mine, I, I, it was important for me to be very hands-on, very practical, very day-to-day and not that you have to take off and go somewhere else to do it. It's within, you know, as you're vacuuming or washing dishes and such. So um, the first part is all about excavating in order to find your soul. And then the second part is once you find your soul, what do you do with it? Right? Like, how do you chacha with it what do you what what happens then so um and then I made them also 21 days in 21 days because there is much talk and research about making or breaking habits in 21 days so the first part could really be seen as um doing away with habits that um don't really serve you anymore and then the second part is re-establishing habits that do so um yeah. And then six weeks also just seem uh doable, you know? Um, so again, like I tell people I like shrunk it down six weeks. Do not ask me to shrink it down anymore. So um, so that's that's really the the structure of the book. And again, I I wanted it very much to be pocketbookish. Um, I don't think they make pocketbooks anymore, but they used to make like tiny little pockets. I guess now it's your phone. But so that it would be like you could take anywhere and um also we went straight to paperback because i was like this isn't a hardcover book you know it's it just i just want people to like wrinkle it and have it be in their bed you know at nighttime or in the morning or you know just you know like take it everywhere with you so um the very first week um i start with the mind and it's interesting because you talk about the heart and um, and the body, and it's um, and and I'd imagine it's the the mind that you're constantly in um, a, in a dance with, right? Because it's our our mind is the biggest culprit to getting in our way. I mean that is the number one way that we distract ourselves from our inner essence. It's just the monkey mind just going crazy and telling you all sorts of things. So study after study shows that we have somewhere between 17,000 to 65,000 thoughts a day. 80% of them are negative. And up to 95% of them are repetitive. So washing machine of negativity, right? And we believe it. We believe it. We believe it. We believe it. So the first um, week is all about how to step out of that washing machine. So that, you know, and there's a lot, anybody who's done work around awareness or consciousness or presence uh, knows that in order friend and it's the work of meditation what do you do when you meditate all you do is you you sit within your body and you separate yourselves from your from your thoughts that is it so that the universe can move through you so that is all week one um and um Daily exercises throughout week two is all about detoxing our our heart. And um, when we talk about the heart, it's usually about usually we talk about relationships and and such. Uh, but I examine our relationship with everyone in our lives and who should truly be in it and who should be out. I I have a filtration system that I call taser, taser, shield, filter or hug, taser are the people that you have to just taser out of your life, not literally, but like emotionally. (laughs) Um, And, um, and those people just should stay out of your life, no need for them to be in shield is for people like co parents or um, a boss that you may not get along with, but they have to be in your life. And you create major major boundaries with them and you keep them and it's easier said than done but super important filter is just not like don't overshare yourself not everybody is your people so don't sit on the bus and tell some stranger you know your whole life because they have no concept or on social i mean how many times have you had that like you read a post and you're like we didn't need to know that um you know, just because people don't have context for everything that's going on and all they do is um, share their opinions and it's your, their opinion versus yours versus the other and it just never goes the way it should. And then the hug category is my my favorite, which is your tribe. Um, and those people you hold close and you listen to. So, um, and I have other ways of um, really creating um, the the love circle that one needs in order to move through life and and uh, afford the the self-care that is baked in it. So that is uh, week two and then week three is all about the body. Oh, I should say also that I make it very, very clear, within um the second chapter that the, the difference between heart and soul because truly the heart i mean they often refer to it as your inner child i call it your inner puppy what is the inner child or inner puppy wants it wants to be loved it wants to be cared for it wants to be acknowledged that is it but you wouldn't expect the inner child or an inner puppy to lead the way so don't let the heart lead let your soul lead your heart should be really acknowledged and taken care of. That is it. Don't task it with things that it cannot do. You might want popcorn one hour, then it needs a nap, then it wants, seriously, that's how the heart is. My heart does that, I don't wanna, you know, like, you know, but the soul, it, it, if your soul is committed to something, it doesn't matter what the heart wants that hour, right? And that's important within relationships because it's my soul is committed to you. My heart, you know, today it's a little cranky. Tonight it feels really good, you know, like, hmm. So that's the heart. And then um, week three is all about the body, um, because um, as I'm sure you talk about a lot, like we either ignore our body or um, abuse it, whether it is through, stress or too much work or not enough sleep or what we put in it, um, you know, but also our relationship to, you know, you're too fat, you're too old, you're, you know, especially women, you know, and really being um, mindful of that and reframing our relationship with our bodies as our sacred vessel through life. This breaks, everything breaks. I mean, you look at the the likes of Steve Jobs, you know? Amazing mind did incredible things in the world and he got cancer and died. I mean, there's just, there's no money, there's no power in the world that will stop that. Or even um, some great uh, spiritual leaders like Wayne Dyer, you know, who died of a heart attack. Ram Dass had a huge stroke. And it's interesting because Ram Das, if you see his documentary, which is amazing, um, he said, you know, he's like, the stroke just really allowed me to move even deeper into myself. And I'm like, Whoa. amazing. So, um, so once you do all of that excavating that soul, <laughs> your soul is, I would, I would say finding your soul becomes a byproduct of all that excavating um i have i have one um and i will quickly go through uh part two not as in in detail but um one of the visuals that i have which is so beautiful did you ever see the black stallion i don't think so yeah so see that movie which is a francis Ford coppola movie Um, he's the executive producer of it um just really really quickly it's about a boy and a black stallion that get stranded on an island they're in the shipwreck stranded island and um at first they're afraid of each other and um through time they they become friends and slowly the black stallion that's stunning allows the little boy to ride bareback on its back and then there's all of these gorgeous cinematic shots of them you know sunset and going back and forth and they're so happy and all of that and um then they're discovered and they come back and um the black stallion like is worth millions of dollars so he gets taken away and the horse you know the horse is like and and the boy is like they definitely don't want to be separated so they realize that the the two need to be together so the boy starts learning how to be a um jockey because he wants to be with the with the horse and he learns all the rules and regulations and all of that. And then they're at a big um, race and they're right at the gate and, you know, super exciting. And the gate opens up and they stumble out. They, they just like almost immediately lose ground and all of the other horses take off and you see the little boy and he's struggling and they get, you know, they, they, uh, straighten out again and they start moving and you just see the boy and even as I say it I get chills he starts taking off all the stuff that has been like symbolically removing all the things that ha- he's been taught and he starts riding the stallion the way he did on that beach and of course they won the race sorry to room the um, there's a lot more to the <laughs> to the movie but um but that's so symbolic to me. That is it. That is it. So that the first half of my book is about that. All those things, all those things that you've acquired to undo them, to remove them in order to get back to your true essence. So that's the that's, um, first part. And then the second part is all about what to do with um, your soul once you've found it. I'm a huge, huge advocate of play play for adults and I don't mean play as in like go to Vegas get drunk and whatever stays in you know you're doing Vegas stays in Vegas not that that's that could be fun too but that's not play play as in like doing pirouettes and cartwheels in your backyard you know grabbing your bestie and going on a seesaw um, swinging there's actually a, a lot of different ways of playing. So what may be play for you may not be play for me. There's actually six different um, play personality types, eight different play personality types um, that I mentioned in the chapter. So figuring out um, what your um, play personality is and what the activities are that are associated with that and play, play, play. The number one rule, the only rule for play is that you don't play play For a purpose you don't play with an intention except to play so there isn't like I'm going to play in order to feel more fit or I'm going to play in order to you play the way kids play they don't play they play to come together be connected and and live so I love 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 play week five is all about um, it's as woo woo as I get in the book Um, It's about the dance between the soul and the spirit. And I make it very, very clear that if you are doing the work that we've been talking about, there is no, um, it's not about worshiping anything that is outside of you. So... um, uh, there's nothing religious about it, though you can be religious and spiritual or you can be completely, you know, an atheist and and practice spiritual wellness. So I define that. And I also define um, the, the difference between soul and spirit. So soul is our unique imprint in this universe. Like nobody has the soul that you have. No one, not one organism. Spirit is what connects us. So you call that higher consciousness, universal energy, Allah, Jesus, whatever you want to call it. So it's that dance between our soul. It's how the the soul and spirit meet. And um, so that's week five uh, called, um, I think I called it uh, Finding Your True North. And, um, week six is all about rewriting your, uh, story. Um, and again, it isn't like best of luck, you know, live your best life. (laughs) Um, I actually have a Venn diagram for it, you know, so it's very much hands on. And, um, and, and, uh, also I talk a lot about manifesting and what manifestation is and what it, what it's not. And, um, and your opportunity to write your life exactly as as you'd like it. And then I send you off. That is it.
1: All oh, folks. I mean, gosh, that really is six years and six, six weeks.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Oh, my goodness. I'm not even sure where I want to dive into because that, it's just so all-encompassing. And I think it's so important, the excavating phase first. Because... We started off talking about the spiritual bypassing, but if we're not present with really what's underneath those 95% repetitive thoughts every single day, then it's just going to stay. We're going to keep on that groundhog's day, that hamster wheel over and over and over. And you're right. The woo is not for the weak. It's that when you really apply this, the soul work, like you say, it's the excavating is I don't I don't want to compare it, but I think it's more important because we just avoid it than the actual, like, writing my new story. Because if you if you don't excavate, then writing new stories, I don't, for me, in my experience, doesn't stick. <laughs> well, it doesn't stick. It doesn't stick
0: because all you're doing, and this is, um, I, I talk about this when um, we talk about mental health. And it's interesting because mental health had the same stigma as spiritual health or spirituality did like 10 years ago, right? If you were going to a therapist or, um, you know, support group or whatever, you would whisper it. Oh yeah. Well, I belong to a support group. Oh yeah. I'm seeing my therapist. Now you have celebrities, athletes, you know, Prince Harry talking about the benefits of it, but truthfully you can't have true mental health without spiritual health but people it's baked in but nobody talks about it because it's still taboo but i really believe that now that that stigma has been broken that people would be much more open to spiritual health but the reason i mention it is that mental health without spiritual health truly is like moving furniture so what you were saying you know, all you're doing is rearranging furniture, you know, like, you know, I don't like this. I'm going to move it this way. It's the same furniture, right? So you have to do away with all that furniture and, and, and acquire new ones or not at all, you know, whatever it is. So yeah, so you, you can't truly, if you rewrite your story on top of the story that you have, I'd imagine, I mean, maybe it's like a new chapter, but it's going to look a lot like the old chapter, you know? So, and I was send, like, yeah, you know, people would say that, like, oh, on to a new chapter. I'm like, I don't want a new chapter. I want an entirely new book. So I wrote it.
1: <laughs> so here it is, folks, entirely new <laughs> Oh, my goodness, Shereen, Thank you so much for coming on here. I know I got some good information and reminders and new ways of looking at things so thank you was there anything else you wanted to share before we start to close the show that you didn't feel like we covered up today
0: we covered a lot I mean each, yes. one of, you know, each one of those things uh each one of the chapters um really deserves its own podcast because it's so I mean and it's it's important you know for me to go real and deep and yet, make it practical and doable within the day to day. So that balance was um, challenging, but I, I believe I, I, I have it. And and that was truly the most important thing for me. So it wasn't that some you know, uh, privileged person in California, you know, had the time to do it and is going to pick up the book, but you know, someone who's, I don't know, in Mississippi or something who is bogged down with their, you know, three jobs and, you know, six children or whatever it is. I I wanted to be accessible to them as well to make it that doable, you know, so that you could incorporate it in no matter where you are or who you are, come as you are.
1: Yes. Yes and to revisit too like you said it's not six weeks and it's it's just good to always go back through it if you know something's coming up or something you want to change in your life to always just revisit that deep process and anytime there's never I don't think there's an end point this lifetime I think if there was I don't know if we would be here into this growth journey it
0: becomes becomes our default though I mean it's um and I don't know how you feel but The only time I feel that I am not in my flow is when I'm out of it and I stop everything in order to be in it. But now it's like, you know, we're creatures of habit. So this is how I am. I'm this way all the time. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's not like I'm putting it on. It's just this is the byproduct of living inside out. And I don't have to. I'm not putting it on in order to impress, it's me living out loud.
1: Yeah, being authentic and being real. That's yep, 100% part of it. And yeah, I totally agree. And, and that reflects, like you said, we didn't get to talk about it in depth of finding your people. The hug version, I think is what you called in the book of surrounding yourself with people who are living, like you said, the out, inside out of being the real and authentic and it just becomes a part of who you are to just constantly look at the growth, but from this loving perspective, because, you know, don't want to keep reading that same story again. You can love right. that story and still want to change the story. But oh, my gosh, thank you so much, Jereen, for coming on here. It was so fun listening and talking with you today. And I'm going to close the show out the same way we do every week. How may we, the listeners, as a huge act of gratitude, be of service for you and return today?
0: It's such a lovely thing to ask. Um, I, I I, mean, it'd be lovely if everybody bought the book um, and let me know uh, what you think of it. And it's available anywhere. Books are, are sold. So Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, uh, check your indie bookstore, local bookstore um and you know it's it's um you know, live 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 that wonder question <laughs> you know live the wonder question if there is if you feel like you are living a muted life gift me in in living those wonder questions like just start asking yourself could i live a more A a truer life where I feel alive and connected and present and in doing so have richer relationships with myself, with my spouse, with my children, with my friends and family, with my community and really do good in the world. And I, I truly believe, truly believe that self-transformation is global transformation. So gift me that.
1: Mm. Wow, beautiful. I think, I think we all can definitely gift that. And I always think about, you know, another cheesy f- phrase, but it's true. It's like when we do the work and heal ourselves, that's when we can heal the world because it's, it starts with us first and foremost and always so thank you for that reminder and your beautiful presence here today It was such a pleasure talking with you
0: likewise thank you for the opportunity